everybody. Welcome to another episode of High Stakes with Steve Rosenberg. This is where we talk about real business, real life, and real situations. The key to being successful in this business, in any business, is to understand, I think, the journey that you're on. And we all know as entrepreneurs, the journey can take many turns. It can, you can bring on partners, you can get rid of partners, you can build businesses, deconstruct businesses, all the above. And I think a lot of us, when we're building businesses, we're so focused on getting to maybe the end result that sometimes we forget that part of what we're doing is the actual journey and who you're doing the journey with, what you're learning along the way, uh, the people that you're helping along the journey, and then finally, what it is that you build in the, in the end. And I think a lot of times when people are doing this journey, you know, I think we can become selfish people as entrepreneurs because we get so focused and we get so tunnel vision and how we're trying to build our business that we just push other people away. We push people away and we're so focused and driven on getting to that end result because, I mean, let's face it, as entrepreneurs, that's kind of our report card. That's what we want to do. We want to get that end result. And so sometimes once we get to that end result, that's when we maybe go back to friends, family, loved ones. And then we say, hey, look what I did. And sometimes they're gone because you've been gone for 20 years. Uh, so the guests I have today are, are very good personal friends of mine and they are a husband and wife and they own, I believe it's five companies that they do together simultaneously with each other. And so I'd like to you know, kind of talk to them, get an understanding of how it is that they've been able to be so successful in multiple markets and in multiple industries to do what they're doing kind of on the journey, I guess you would say. So, uh, Sean and Joni Wolfswinkle, good friends of mine, guys, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us, Steve. Yeah, it's an honor. So thank right. you for, for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, how long have you guys been, how long have you been married for, first of all? So we have been married 20, 22 years. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I was joking. <laughs> That was an odd silence, I have to say. It was, it was a joke, and we've been married for 18 years. It seems like So you know how the traditional roles are like the husband and wife? Like yeah. you, you just flip-flopped that with us. So, yeah. It, we've, been, we've been dating dating for 25 years and yes. married, married uh it seems like years. forever. <laughs> it's been great, though. Perfect start. This is, starting off on a great start. <laughs> this is answering a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, two decades, we'll say. You guys have been together, dating, married, and all that stuff. Yes. Um, so, you guys are originally from New Mexico, right? Born and raised. Yeah, we're we're from the same small town of Santa Fe, and uh, we, we're high school sweethearts. So we we met in high school, and then we grew up together. We built everything together, and and. Uh, um, you know, it's been, it's been always, you know, the Sean and Joni or people will flip flop our names or combine them, call us Shoni and John, you know, is where we get a lot, but cause the, we're, they associate the two of us always together, never like apart, you know? So, so I guess the first question, and I, I ask people all the time, was this the plan was building all these businesses when you guys were young and thought this is how your life would go. Is this how it, you guys had envisioned it? No, not exactly. So I'll kind of take it back a little bit. So um, at 19, I think we saw a real estate infomercial. It was, I think, Russ Whitney at the time. And so we thought, hey, let, you know, we, we kind of had an interest in real estate. So um, Sean was like, hey, let's go to this three-day boot camp. And so we decided, okay, let's go check it out. So um, we went there for the three-day boot camp and just really fell in love with real estate. And we decided, you know, we're going to buy all these boot camps. So Sean actually had, um, he went on a scholarship to the University of New Mexico. And so his parents had set aside some money for him. So we used all of his money <laughs> to buy boot camps. The, the, and, college, the college money you guys used? Yeah, yeah all, right. all of it. Wow. <laughs> so his mom wasn't happy. And so we, uh, we started, you know, wholesaling houses through college. Uh, that's kind of what got us through college. And uh, we had fun doing it. And we were rehabbing properties. We would go to school during the day. And then like on our lunch breaks or after school, we'd go check on our job sites. And we just kept doing that, you know, and, and just fell into real estate. I would say I always had a, uh, a strong vision. I'm, uh, I guess you call it daydreamer, but, but I always visioned. And the, the problem was, I always visioned that I would be 
you know, in, into my visions a lot sooner than it took me. It always took twice as long, you know, to get there. But I think we always vision eventually growing, not necessarily some of the other brands that we have, but we always envisioned that we'd be successful in real estate. We would, we, at first it was like, okay, we're doing one house consistently a month. Then we envisioned doing two, then three, and then five, and then 10. Um, I think the most we ever did in one year was like 160 homes in one year. But we always had a vision for building it and building a team. Uh, it just always took a lot longer. We're, we, we're like the turtles, like on, on this uh, entrepreneurial wheel, because it's uh, we never did anything fast, and we're never, you know. But uh, we've always been very consistent and never given up. And so I think that's the the, the big takeaway is that from us is that uh, we're fighters. We just constantly every day get up and just keep battling every day. We we don't we don't have huge home runs, but we have consistent base hits and we just consistently will get uh, to wherever we're, we're, we're our vision. And luckily, Joni and I have been aligned for many years. Um, we always had the same goals or we always could get on the same path. And so we always work towards the same thing uh, well together. And so that's always been a help too. We weren't going separate directions or, you know, uh, it always helped that we were working towards the same thing. So. And both very driven. So starting off at young age, you know, we didn't we didn't know um, how to fail. I mean, we we had nothing to lose. So, you know, we would fail at something and we would just get back up and, and keep going. Right. Where I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they fail at something and then they say, oh, like it, it's not working for me. So then they quit. Yeah. Well, you had Sean's college money to lose. I would <laughs> Other than that, you were well, that all went to the, the seminar people. So they, they, they were good at the, yeah, they were good uh, Yeah, we, we, we spent all of his college money on boot camps. So we ended up having to buy our first property on a credit card. So really, that's, yeah. that's pretty, you know, that's inspiring though. I mean, you know, I always hear an overnight success is 15 years in the making. And I think that, you know, as well as I do, we've been around long enough that, you see these people that are getting these home runs and they're really, they're not, they're not even playing a game. They're, they're not even in reality or real. I mean, I think, you know, we all know each other that, you know, slow and steady wins the race. And, right. and when you look at the ones that are slow and steady, it's not the loud, uh, you know, I mean, yes, there are successful people that are that way, but the reality is, is the ones that are very successful, like you guys, uh, they're the quiet ones. They're the ones you don't hear from. They're the ones who just sit there and, you know, they, they take notes, they listen and they go back and they revise, revamp and review and, and tweak. Um, so how, how does somebody go from, from flipping houses and, and wholesaling and stuff in college to owning multiple businesses in multiple States doing different things? How, how does that work for someone? I think it did start it, it wasn't, it didn't start off like that. So it's, you know, like, I think like anything, and like you just mentioned, it takes years and that's, and especially in the age we live in today and the social media, I think people just want instantaneous and it, and it doesn't happen. That's not, that's, that's fairy tale land. So it, it started off with building first our real estate business, which is a flipping business. And we just saw needs or opportunities to pivot or, or add on to what we were currently doing. So the next step after flipping homes for so many years was we saw the need like, hey, other people want to buy these rental properties. Other people want to build a, a, um, a portfolio themselves, but they don't want to find the properties. They don't want to rehab them. They don't want to manage them. Why don't we offer a solution of all these houses we're buying? Why don't we put tenants in them and sell them as an investment property to people nationwide and, and even international? And so we saw that opportunity. And so that's in 2010. We just pivoted from rather than listing everything on MLS, which Joni's a broker and selling them and, and selling them to a homeowner, let's sell them to an investor and then let's keep the management on it and build a residual. Because, you know, when you're flipping houses, you know, it's, it's awesome. And you, you flip it, you make some money. Sometimes you don't, but at least you have to repeat it where we saw, we wanted to build things that would, once we build it once, we would get residuals off of it for many years. So we wanted to look for other businesses that we could do that. And so management companies was a, was a way to do that. So we said, why don't we start um, rent, rehabbing these houses, renting them, and then putting uh, a tenant in them and then managing them and sell them to an investor and start our management company. So the next business was a, was a management company. And so we grew that. Um, 
And in 2015, right. uh, we got really good at that by, you know, uh, creating our processes and our <laughs> procedures for our management company, getting that really, really dialed in or an opportunity came across where we could purchase a property management company in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we're like, well, this is perfect because, I mean, we obviously knew that market real well and um, we could pretty much do what we were doing here in Texas and New Mexico. And so um, having our team and our processes and procedures allowed us to be able to um, open that market up. And, and Yeah, know. and our clients were looking for ways to diversify. So they wanted to buy more houses. They just didn't want to buy more houses just in Houston. They wanted to go to another market. So we're like, this is a perfect opportunity. I could buy another management company. So I could start off with revenue right away. I could offer another market to my same clients. If they're happy with working with us, why not? Now they can buy an Albuquerque and Houston. And so that's what it, so that's why I think you, it, it doesn't, it's not like we saw all that. It's just, there were opportunities that arose that we were prepared for. We understood and it was it was a bolt on to what we were currently already doing and i think that's that's how we started with the first three companies were, were um just looking for bolt-ons to our current business so it, it basically you guys were filling a need maybe even your need but you were filling a need that was in the market solving a problem essentially and right. solving that problem created another essential revenue stream to to keep compounding further right correct yeah, and then it, it just kept growing. It kept growing, and and uh, in, what two years ago, right mm -hmm. in the middle of COVID, um, we because of our, our management companies are our um, franchises, the uh, and we had been successful in that model and been successful in another market. Um, we were approached by the franchisor to hey, our flagship company is is plumbing, and we own a plumbing franchise that. We have zero market presence in New Mexico, and we we think you guys would be a great candidate to open a plumbing company there. We we saw the need like, hey, we're already doing you know two hundred fifty thousand in plumbing revenue from our management company. Well, I immediately got revenue to at least start the company and keep it in a float. So again, it was just we, we there was an opportunity. We saw the need. We could use our same office space and and uh, warehouse space to 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 do it. So it was kind of a low startup and it made a lot of sense. Um, it was, it's harder than I, we thought it was, but it, it made a lot of sense. And that's, again, it was just adding another revenue stream to what we were currently already doing and, uh, and growing in. Same thing with the VA company. Yeah, and I think that's a key point too. I think as entrepreneurs, you know, you kind of get, sometimes you get distracted, right? With new opportunities that come across and out of focus because, you know, have this new thing going on. And so our whole thing was like, what can we do that could, kind of be like an add-on to our current business, right? So we can still focus on our core business, but just add on to it. And so that was a way for us to be able to add these businesses and still kind of be in the same arena of what we were currently doing. Yeah, and the same thing with the VA company, that was just an opportunity that said, hey, uh, there was this opportunity to buy a VA company. Uh, we were already heavily using VAs in our current business structure. And so we just thought it was another opportunity to well, rather than out, us buying these VAs from other companies, why don't we start our own entity and bring our VAs in, in under our own roof? Again, our and our businesses are paying for enough VAs to support the startup on this business. And then we can start selling them to other, you know, show other people how, how they could use VAs as well as we were. And we just, what we, what we did and what we saw was the opportunity again and a need within the franchise space we, we saw that there was a huge void that they weren't teaching people to use virtual assistants within the franchising model. And so again, it allowed us to find a niche, find a market that wasn't being utilized or served and, and, and we could serve that client with our with this VA uh, business. And truly that's really how we were able to grow and scale <laughs> multiple businesses is through virtual assistants because you know, Steve, as well as I do that property management is a low margin business. So in order for us to be keep our costs down, right? And so that's how we were able to grow and scale these businesses. So we're just essentially showing other franchises and other businesses how to do the same to be more profitable. And and your guys' VA model is uh, it's a little different because you guys go to Mexico to get them and there's a same time zone. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, consistency with with our market and theirs, and, you know. Right. So it's, it's a little different. It's a much more successful model as, as I know. Right. Uh, let, let me ask you this though. So when you guys have all these companies, 
and this is, I think this is important for people watching. Uh, how do you guys stay grounded not to get a shiny object and say, hey, you know what? We're starting a, a dry cleaning company because everyone who lives in rentals needs to dry clean their clothes. So we should probably do that or car wash company. Because I, I would imagine that you probably get opportunities that present themselves. And when you're successful, people want to tie up with you and, and want you to be a part of something. How do you guys stay grounded to say no to opportunities and yes to certain ones? I mean, we've kind of learned the hard way by, <laughs> by saying yes a whole lot and then decide, okay, like now we got to try to get ourselves out of this, right? But now we, you know, anytime an opportunity comes across, if it doesn't fit what we're currently doing, then, you know, we just have to say no to the opportunity and that's okay, and, right? And, and they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're like this year alone, we've, we've, had the opportunity to buy two companies and we, we said no to both of them. Uh, they were both very good opportunities. We're still vetting them, but they're, it would, ex one would be expanding into another market and then one would be growing our market here, but it was just, wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right, um, you know, we, <laughs> Joni and I are trying to simplify our lives growing and, and doing all that is not going to accomplish that. So anymore today, we, you know, unless it's going to simplify our lives or do those are, those are the decisions we're, we're personally making for ourselves. But I think uh, um, if you would ask us five years ago, yeah, we were looking to expand and grow, but I, I think uh, more than anything um, it comes down to your team. Mm -hmm. I, I think we have a very, very great team and leadership team um, that really has helped us accomplish all this I, I, without them, you know, Joni and I wouldn't be able to manage you know, all of this and manage all the multiple markets. I think it really, um, we have an awesome team and, and great people uh, that support our companies and, and uh, help us grow it and behind our mission and behind what we're trying to grow and accomplish. And so I think it comes, that's, that's the key to anything is the people, um, which we've learned, you know, we, we didn't come out of the gates and get the right people, you know, it's, right. it's taken years yeah. and years. And we've also stretched our team too. So when we add on these new businesses, you know, not, not only are we stretching ourselves and getting ourselves out of focus when it doesn't meet like what we're currently doing, but it also gets our team out of focus, you know, cause they're, they're trying to make this other opportunity work and, you know, which slows the, the growth process in our other businesses. Sure. So let me ask you this. You mentioned earlier about, you know, trying to decomplicate your life, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you guys are both, I, I mean, I know you personally, you guys are both very successful, driven people. How, how do you guys, or do you guys shut it off when the lights go off at, at the office and you're done for the day and you go home and now your mom and dad to the kids, how do you do that? Or is there a way to do that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, so for us, like, you know, we don't work past uh, 530. So once we go home, that's it. You know, it's um, we are dedicated to the when we're at work, we're working 110 percent. Same thing at home. When you're at home, you're focused and engaged 110 percent with each other and with also the kids. So our phones typically go in the bowl. You know, we have dinner together. Nothing. We don't talk business together. None of that. And also the same with emails as well, because you get these distracting emails that could set you off right and so right. we don't want that to happen and so um we just have made it a point that we don't we focus on each other when we're at home and it's not it's not it hasn't always been that way i mean we again sure. it's something we've learned and um you know we've made mistakes along the way we and there's and i think there's seasons to everything so i think uh there's been times when we've done an acquisition like i know when we bought albuquerque and moved into that market there were times where we were working till 11, 12 o'clock every night because, you know, checking the books and making sure everything was in order and ready for the, the transition from the old ownership to the new. So there was, there's times I think that you get a little unbalanced, but I think once you overcome that, um, for us personally, the phones is what really uh, is the big distraction. And so if we can eliminate the phone use at home, uh, we can shut it off. We can turn it off and, and, focus on the kids and focus on each other. And um, so we really watch our phone, you know, checking email uh, anymore. A lot of our businesses are on social today, you know, and there's all this interaction. So we try to eliminate all that as much as possible on nights and weekends. And, and to us, it's like, that's our kids time. And we only have, 
you know, a certain 18 period. summers. <laughs> 18 summers. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, when you think of a phone, uh, you know, just like a, a computer, it's really a reactionary tool. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, all it does is it rings, it beeps, it it farts or whatever it does. <laughs> it, it's just you're reacting to it. It's like I got to pick it up and see who's dinging me and who's this and who's that. So you're right. I mean, I do the same thing when I get home. I, I put it up on the counter and I put it on do not disturb. And then I'm just done because I know myself and I know even if it's in my pocket and I feel that buzz, all I'm going to be thinking is, I wonder who's trying to get a hold of me. Maybe it's an emergency. That's why I don't wear an Apple yeah. watch anymore. Yeah. I know you can set the settings and all that, but I always like, then you're sitting there looking at your watch 24 seven. So I just don't, yeah, I just, we just. Like better just not to have the temptation than, than try to be better than it, you know? Um, let me ask you this. So husband and wife team in multiple companies, if you, is that, do you think that that helped you? I don't want to may sound weird. Did it hurt you or help you guys grow? Uh, not only as a, as a husband and wife couple, but as a business in multiple businesses, what, what, what would you say if you're giving someone advice? So that's a good, that's a great question. And on the day, uh, and you've never, we've never been asked, <laughs> we've never been asked that in that way. And that's, I, and I like the way you asked it because, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, there's, I would say for us, um, majority of the time it helped us because, you know, obviously we were young. Um, and even, even to today, Joni and I still, we, we rely on each other a lot. So meaning like we're, we're each other, not only at home, but in the work atmosphere and every, we're each other's rock. So there's times where everybody I think gets down or vulnerable or, uh, you know, insecurities and all that. And, and we have a really good, she can sense that and I can sense that in her. And so we'll pick each other up, you know, uh, when we're both down, when we're, um, so we're, we're, we're each other's biggest fans and, and supporters. Um, and I think that's really helped us push and get through things that I think would, would a lot of people maybe wouldn't be able to overcome. And so, I mean, we've had tons of challenges, even though we've been successful, sure. I mean, it's not been easy and we've, we've, we've fallen a lot, uh, just more, probably more than others. That's the only reason we got here. Uh, but we've always picked each other back up. And so I think in that sense, um, it's been a huge help. I, I think learning to work with each other at times and especially as we develop staff and people reporting to each of us um, that brought on challenges, which can be, if it was just myself, you know, it'd be just, you know, whatever managers report to me, but sometimes when we, you have multiple business, multiple, we really had to learn, okay, Sean is in charge of, you know, X and Y, or even within one business, I, you know, Joni is pretty much in charge of all of the management companies. I, I'm involved in the back end, like accounting and the numbers and the finances. But other than that, it's her. So, and I had to learn to, you know, as people would approach me to ask me a question, I had, I had to say, you got to get with Joni on that. I, I, right. Even though I could answer the question. Sure. I would a lot of times and I would get in trouble. But, <laughs> um, you know, but we had to really separate everything and, and really the who reports to who, because that, that, that can be a challenge and I think it can cause strife or challenges within mm -hmm. each other. I think that's the, the biggest advice that I would give was uh, for couples that are wanting to do business together, really find your role within the company, you know, because at, at the beginning it wasn't like that. And there's been, there was tons of fights, you know, over it and yeah, arguments, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I think, you know, finding our role, I think that was key to helping us grow in all of our businesses. And I think, one thing that I, I give Joni a lot of credit to is, is I think for all the years, for the most part, if we didn't necessarily agree, like, you know, you hear about the, the CEO and the COO, they're kind of sometimes their roles. But I think in the end, if, if, if we didn't necessarily 100% agree on something, I would say 90% of the time, Joni would still surrender to, or not surrender. That's what I'm doing. Uh oh, uh, I surrendered. She would, she would, she would, she would allow me to make that final. She would agree to say, okay, just yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, and, and yeah, uh, you would hear my point of view, yeah. but at the end of the day, like if that's the decision that you made, then I, I'm okay with that. And, that, and that's gotten harder the more she's gotten in the spotlight, and the more she's sure. you know, doing it, it's gotten tougher. But and I've learned to also allow her to lead more over the years, um, and, and that's been our, I think, growth within our marriage. Uh, later in life but the um i think it, it's tough it's not going to be easy i'm just but uh right well, I, you know it's it's you know it, when you think about it when you think of a husband and wife married right they're they're basically two people are coming together that uh 
they're living together at home, but normally at work they're, they're separate. So you kind of get your time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you guys don't get that time. And so you may get it in your office, you know, when you're not working next up and good, bad or indifferent, it just, it is what it is. Right. right. So coming home and separating the two, I would imagine, you know, you have to learn. It's a different, it's a different rhythm. You know, me and my wife, you know, myself as an airline pilot, me, she's used to me being gone for three, four or five days at a time. If I was home every day, I think she would stab me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Uh, but you know, you just, it, it, that's the rhythm that you're used to doing. Right. And all of a sudden, if I'm sure if, if Joni took a position at another company, it would probably feel like half of you was gone. If all of a sudden you walked in and you're like, man, I like, I don't see you anymore. It's like, well, we see each other the regular amount. It's just not at work. And so I, I, can definitely see the the challenges pros and cons of everyone's position and and you're right you know as people evolve you know i'm sure the people you were at 19 are not the people you are today and you're probably not going to be the people you are in 10 years and 20 years from now so it's it's right. that ever changing evolution and it's like i'm sure at some point one spouse may and i'm not saying you guys but one spouse may go like i'm kind of good where we are and the other one may be saying like no no that's this is the trajectory we're on and all of a sudden you want to make sure that you you bring that back together. And as the husband and wife, it's not like, Oh, just go to work and do your thing. It's like, no, no, we have to see each other at work also to stay concurrent with each other. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, even today, like today, like we'll give you a good example. Like she's getting a lot, joni has been a lot more involved with speaking and panels and, and uh, traveling to events. And, and yeah, I was at the point where I'm like, like we, we don't need all that. Like, why don't we just, well, I just wanted like, let's just keep building what we're doing. Let, let's just keep, and, and I don't like that atmosphere any, or it, just, it, it, just, it takes me a lot more energy out of me to, sure. I can handle it, but it just, I'm exhausted. After it's, not, it's, not, it's not what you like. You don't enjoy yeah. that side of, of the business. Right. And, but that's something that she truly enjoys. So I got to learn, you know, and this is where, again, you keep evolving. And it's like, I have to learn to allow her that I need to support her in that. And so it's been a learning lesson for me to, to, to do that and to, and participate in some of it, even though I, I could care, don't want to, but <laughs> I want it, it, yeah. it, yeah. I, that's also, I got to keep a marriage, you know? So it's yeah. not just about business. It's also, and so, uh, yeah, you evolve and learn and, and uh, grow there. And figuring out how to get back to the, get, being aligned again, you yeah. know? Yeah. Cause, cause I'm sure, look, I'm sure a lot of it is, is, you know, there, there's in, in all humans, there's ego and pride. And there's like, no, no, we've been doing it this way for X years. Why would we stop? And it's like, we're not stopping. We're just evolving. It's just changing. It's, it's just one of those things. So I can see, you know, for me owning a management company to doing what I'm doing now and I've evolved, everyone's evolved. And so it's yeah. just like, I think we're all just going back to what I said in the beginning. It's like, we're all on a journey. The journey doesn't stop. It's not the destination. It's the actual enjoyment of the journey. And it's right. sometimes it's, it's tough, you know? Um, so let me ask you this. What, what advice would you give to a, a, a husband and wife to the Sean and Joni's that are 19 years old, that are about to go spend their college money on, mm -hmm. on a, on a seminar and they're about to tackle the world and, you know, they're going to be married. Like what advice would you give them to, you guys are, have a very successful marriage, very successful business relationship what would you tell them are some key things to remember? I think the first thing would be, I think really what got us started was finding that mentor, that coach, that some, that somebody that could hold our hand, you know, through the process and even through our successes and our failures, right. Our mentor, our coach was always there for us. Um, and so that's the one thing that I would say. And then I would also say like, just, just get started. I think a lot of times we, um, psych ourselves out or that that self-doubt that we have you know that oh I can't do this um, just just get started uh, you got to get started somewhere and um, you know that's what I would yeah uh, yeah so I, I agree with Joni 100% if the one thing that we didn't tell you in that beginning of that that story was one of the courses or one of the packages we bought was a mentorship program mm -hmm. and I don't think without that program we would be here today because it, it uh, you know, it was, it was somebody that one-on-one -on -one, uh, flew to our market, spent a week with us. But then once he left, we, I think we did our first 10 deals mm -hmm. with him. So like, I mean, I got 10 deals of like handholding. What do I do next? How do I get through this? How do I overcome this? And I think that's really what, what got us, you know, uh, the, the ball rolling. So, but, and then as far as 
I think it, beyond that is you got to be really patient. Like it's going to take a lot more work and a lot more energy and a lot more failure um, and a lot longer than you think um, to get there. And, it, and, it, and nobody wants to hear that because it, um, and maybe you're smarter than I am. You'll figure it out a lot quicker. Uh, but I would say the majority of us are in that category where it's just, it's, you know, you, you know, as well, like it, it took you years of mm-hmm. trial and error and figuring yeah. out because there's a lot of things that you as a person need to develop your characteristics, things you need to learn that you just don't know. Um, you know, obviously podcasts and reading books and all that can accelerate it, but there's still some growth that you have to do. And so, um, you know, and Joni and I still have mentors and part of masterminds and programs because uh, we're still developing each other and we're still like our marriage we're still doing we do like coaching and all that we're constantly trying to improve ourselves so we never I don't think that's ever stopped and so that's helped us evolve and and overcome challenges because we're constantly working on each other and, and developing each other and luckily I have a I have a spouse that's just as much about self-development as myself. So I think that also helps. So if you're not married yet, you might want to, you know, <laughs> check the check the person you're with. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, make sure that they're on the same page. And uh, cause if they're not, I mean, now is the time to do it. And, and that's, that's the struggle we have sometimes coaching or helping. We don't do like a lot of coaching, but I mean like giving advice to couples that are already. They're just not on the same page. Yeah, they don't have the same hard. goals and ambition so yeah I don't know what to say in that I mean you know um because luckily we've been on the same page since the get-go so and then we've had disagreements among the way we're not perfect but we've always been able to align ourselves and work uh extremely hard towards a towards a vision so I think it's you know you you said a lot of powerful things in there and I think one of the main things that I got is you know the person you know whoever got you to where we are today, right? Whoever we are today is kind of a zero line. That's our, mm-hmm. our internal thermostat, right? right? And so if you, if you want to do something, you've got to change that. And so you you have to change the person that you are. I mean, you could, you could be someone who's personally a, a, a poor person, make a lot of money, but you're still poor, right? Mentally. And mm-hmm. so you've got to understand that. And if you're not aligned with the person that you're with your partner, same thing in business, right? I mean, if you could have a business partner, same thing, right? If you guys are not in alignment, not same expectations, you know, I mean, I, I, as you know, we all get people that, you know, reach out and ask for help. And I had this one new, you know, person in their 20s saying, Hey, they, they want to get into real estate and, you know, uh, short term uh, or rentals are just too slow for them. They need to make fast money. And I said, well, what, what's your, what are you going to do? And they're like, well, you know, I think I'm going to get an Airbnb. I want to make at least $10,000 a month for it to make sense for one Airbnb. That's what I need to make, you know, cash flow and this. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy has no freaking idea what he's yeah. doing. Like he has no, I mean, just, it just, it like no concept. And look, who am I to tell him it's not going to happen? It, it could. I don't know what his financial backing is or what, but I'm just, I'm thinking in my mind, like, you don't understand how this game is. It's not about money. It's the money is the least part of success. Everyone who's successful money is not the uh, biggest objection. It's normally their time. Um, But again, we've all had to evolve into those people because most of us, myself, and maybe you guys as well, grew up with more of a fear of money, not the way we probably look at money these days. So again, it's a, it's that evolution of where we were, where we are and where we're going. And, and, you know, and we can only just guide it the best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. What, what is next for you guys? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, Was I that mean, part of the discussion earlier? <laughs> <laughs> take over the world, Steve. Take over the world. Just take over the world. I mean, I think, I think at one time it was to take over the world, but no. And, and, I, as we've grown and all that, we don't need the jets and the Lambos and all this, you know, it's great that people have it and, and it's not our dream anymore or that um, anymore today. It's time. And it's, it's time. Number one is we want to be as present as possible and being involved in our kids' life while they're under our roof. That, that's a big passion of ours. Um, we want to give back and help support our staff and the people that have been helping us grow this along the way. So uh, we're constantly mentoring and helping our team members today um, and bettering their lives, developing them as leaders, developing them as th- their own retirement plans. And we support a lot of th- initiatives within our own organization. Um, 
but I think, you know, Joni and I have some, you know, once the kids do leave, we have, we, um, we plan to spend some time abroad, like, or at least, um, like Mexico or something, we plan to live a certain part of the time, um, in other places and travel more and, and that for her that's what we would love to do more yeah. uh, once the kids are out of the house but we can't do that obviously because they're going to school every day and, and involved they're, they're hindering your traveling uh, they are. Uh, <laughs> and there's people that get around that and homeschool and all that yeah. it's just yeah, it's not hard it's not well, for us you know I, I was taught by one of my mentors he said you know steve a lot of people are are misunderstood of success and successful businesses and mm-hmm. and the way he explained to me he said most people believe that they're getting freedom. So he said, you know, people leave a job because they want quote unquote freedom and they start their business, which is they get exactly the opposite of what they thought they were going to get. But he said, most people think they want freedom, but he said, you, if you actually have to take it a step further, he said, it's the memories that the freedom gives you because you could sell all of your guys' stuff and go live down in Galveston in a van and you'll have all the freedom you want. You, you can do anything you want, but you yeah. may not like the memory that that freedom gives you. So it, you know, it's, it's, it's really the memories, the memories of helping your employees of living, how you want to live, living where you want to live. So I always think of, you know, maybe it's dinner on the Mediterranean in Greece, right? It's sunset. Maybe it's, you know, going to safari in Africa, but it's, when you think about it, when all this is said and done, the only thing we can take with us is our memories. We really don't take anything else. I mean, we can't, we can't cash in on yesterday. Yesterday's gone. And so I think what you guys are doing is great um, for that. And I think it's, I think it's a great, you know, succession plan that you're having. It's more about the impact. It's just the impact that we can leave. Um, and impact. And then I, we feel like what we're doing in our companies, we're helping people's retirement plans, you know, mm-hmm. with their, their rentals and providing investment properties for them. So we feel like we're really contributing to and impacting people's lives. And then um, so outside the client we serve, we were able to do that. And then we're doing it internally, internally yeah, in our organization. Oh. So, and then hopefully our kids, uh, you've seen, I think, on, on Facebook, we did a couple a flip this past summer yeah. with the family. And uh, so we're having an impact on them and, and hopefully, you know, that they something that they can carry on and carry the torch. And hopefully one day they will take it over. <laughs> That's my hope. But yeah. I mean, if they don't want to, they don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'd be, you know, I was, I I always think when I, when I saw that, I thought that'd be great if you guys did some sort of like education class for, for teens on how to actually buy, renovate, like actually do a deal with teenagers or something like that. Um, I want a percentage if you do, but just, (laughs) yeah. We do uh, like in our organization, I, uh, once a month we do, uh, I call it noon timers because I know growing up in high school, there was the noon timers that came play basketball at noon. That's where I got the, so I'm thinking noon timers, but, uh, a uh, bunch of sweaty old guys. So that's that's us, but we're not sweaty anymore. We, I, I do uh, an education. So it's noon timers within our organization. So anybody that wants to jump on, it's a Zoom call. And so that, like that was our 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 noon timers call for like two or three of them was we analyzed that deal, like yeah, how I found it, you know, how we found it, how I financed it. Here's the budget, and nice. then like and then we as we went through it, like here's what I'm spending. Um, and then once it was finished, the, anybody in Houston, obviously the people in Albuquerque and um, some of our remote team members couldn't go, but all the people in Houston, I bought lunch and we met at, for new timers. We met at the property so they could see the finished product. Oh, they that's could cool. see. It was really, it was, yeah, it was cool to, and, and, and we've had people buy, number one, we've helped support a lot of our team members with buying homes, but also investment properties because mm-hmm. that's that's what we want to do. That's key also yeah. to, you know, having a good team. Like we, they see that we're helping them in their success journey. A lot of them want to own real estate. So we'll help them buy a property. We'll even, you know, go in 50, 50 with them, partnership with them and kind of guide them through the process. Right. And so they love that. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. I have two final questions for you. Two questions. All right. The first question is, when it's all said and done and you guys are retiring and sunsetting, what would you say you want, you guys want to be most known for? I would say impacting my staff. Um, and, um, you know, I just wrote a book, as you know, the, my first book, the choices years balancing success as a wife, mom, and entrepreneur. And I just wanted women to know out there that, you know, they also can be whoever they want to be, right? There's not a whole lot of women in my industry. And I would love to see more women, you know, come out and, and be entrepreneurs. Okay. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Sean? Uh, yeah, I, I think 
about the impact that I leave about that I help better as many people's lives as, as possible. And so that, that I want to be known for somebody that contributed back that, you know, um, that uh, educated, taught, um, supported um, in different areas. You know, I know we, there's different um, charities that we get involved in and, and back, but that more than anything that I bettered some, as many people's lives and helped them financially uh, get ahead. So, um, and somewhere along the way, I would like to get more of an impact. You know, I, you know me, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the out, the, the, uh, like the alpha male outgoing and all that, I'm more of the quiet reserved one, but, yeah. you know, I want to make an impact of people that, <laughs> that are quiet or reserved, uh, maybe bullied as kids, you know, that you can overcome a lot in life. And, and I think what drove me for years in business, um, you, you mentioned like a thermometer or, a, um, even though I did well in sports and, and, and achieved, um, I had to overcome a lot as a kid growing up. And so, uh, business was one way that I could, there was no limitations on what I could achieve. Right. So it drove me for years to prove to who nobody was watching, except for Tony, <laughs> but, but, but it proved that I could achieve things that maybe, you know, I felt like I was, you know, and, and probably a lot of insecurities there and all that, but it was a way to, to, that's what drove me. And, and, and then there was a period that, Hey, okay, I got to stop having that to be my driver and I got to leave more of an impact and how can I get back? And so then I, I switched, but um, I would like to help a lot more people that have, uh, that are maybe are insecure, don't think they're uh, good enough or talented enough or um, how they can achieve in life. Um, so how, if, whether I do that through books or podcasts, uh, I would like to leave a bigger impact. So. Cool. Maybe speaking on stages. All right. My last question for, for each of you, if, if you could have, um, whether it's a coffee, beer, whiskey, wine, whatever, a drink with someone dead, live, fake, real, whatever, who, who would that person be? And what would you talk to them about? Hmm. These are good questions. <laughs> Uh, I think for me, um, there's, there's, a, I, I think, um, uh, Warren Buffett, uh, is one on my list. Um, and it's not so much, I would, I, I would love to just learn how he thinks like not, you know, aside from the books and everything that's the, the TV appearances he does, but just understand like how he approaches life and, and makes decisions throughout his, you know, just spend a couple of days with him and just see his interactions with people and, and how he processes something and, and, uh, you know, uh, makes a certain decisions that he makes. So he'd be mine. All right. <laughs> I really don't have an answer. Oh, no, you've had enough time, Sean. <laughs> Sean stalled long enough. <laughs> um, Anybody, superhero, presidents, doesn't matter. I would say, I don't know, somebody hard ass, right? To like get me, like push me to my limits. And that would probably be like. You're not doing that enough? Yeah, no. Yeah, I like yeah. to be pushed. Uh, <laughs> so maybe end my letter or something. Okay. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. What would you ask him? What would I ask? <laughs> How can I max out my life? Oh, okay. Very well. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yours? Just uh, you know what? I've, I've had different people uh, that I've thought of over the years. I would have liked to have talked to Albert Einstein. And just, again, just like you said, Sean, I'd like to see just kind of how he thought in his thought process, mm -hmm. um, how he solved problems and issues. Mm -hmm. And the other person is Walt Disney because he just had such an amazing vision that has carried right. on. How, how did he create a vision of, of such mass proportion to be able to, to carry that forward? Yeah, and then yeah. another one is Tom Petty. Cause I never got to see him in concert. So <laughs> before he passed away, Wow, we asked for one, not three. I know, I know, I know. You turned the tables on me. I had to give you, I had to top it. Yeah. What's so what's your next? My next is keep doing these podcasts with amazing people like you guys. Number one, 
Uh, number two, keep being uh, trying to educate and influence uh, as many people as I can. You know, I, I'm a big believer that life is like a, a book and books are made up of chapters and mm. chapters begin and chapters end. And I think this is a chapter in my life. Not sure how long it'll last. It could last a year, could last 20 years. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to, you know, do it until I feel that I've given enough back to people that have helped me and try to help as many people as possible and just keep trying to educate. I think the second half of my life is really being more of an educator and trying to help as many people as possible and really try to get people that struggle with the day-to-day -day challenges of business life themselves, try to help and give them another angle to, to be successful. That's awesome. Yeah, I think one thing that we didn't put in there was selling a business. And I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I think at some point, you know, we're going to have to, that's going to be a reality that we're, we're going to enter that chapter. That's something you've done that, that, yeah. uh, you know, that we need to learn from. And um, we're not ready to exit, but I, you know, at some point, unless our kids take it all over, but um, would you do it all over again the way you did it? I would. I would. Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, I was very happy with the outcome and what I did parlaying what the, the, again, to me, that was a chapter in my, in my life. And I think a lot of times people feel that a chapter has to be bad to end. Yeah. And I think a chapter could be, you could leave a chapter on a high and mm -hmm. close it and move forward. And, and we, we, you know, we were doing very well and, and had a successful business and we left it on a high and I don't, think there's anything wrong with leaving on a high. I think a lot of people go well, like, you guys were doing so good. I'm like, it was just time to me personally. Um, as, as a person, it was time for me to move on to do other things. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that the opportunity presented itself and that we took action and did it because it's, it's made me much happier in life. And not that I was unhappy and, and, you know, Pete, my partner, my business partner, uh, you know, we're still good friends to this day and, and we hang out and talk and he's off to other things. And, you know, I think that sometimes that that stress and tension, it definitely grows you as a person. But at some point, I think if you get comfortable, you're not growing. And and I think right. we were, he and I were both getting very we we're getting comfortable in a groove, which I don't necessarily think is a good thing. I think I think people get lazy and they get complacent. And that's when things start uh, falling apart, I guess, if, if you will. Um, so to me, it, it was the right time. Uh, Pete may not agree 100 percent, but. You know, if he builds another business, which he's doing, and he's successful at it, whatever he does, he may think differently. But for me, it was definitely a personal decision that I'm very happy with. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like so you're interviewing much. me now. I know. <laughs> the table's well, we've made, we, I, last thing I will say is that we've made some amazing connections. And when that time comes when we do decide, <laughs> we will be able to come to you because I think that that's part of the journey is the connections that we, we make along the road, right, and along the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Joni anymore today contributes a lot of those. A lot of those business opportunities that arose were because of connections that we had, you know. Yeah. And I think when you're starting off, yeah, you're not going to have all those connections. But uh, if you uh, network and and add value to other people, uh, it's amazing what kind of connections. And so, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to lean on you when that time comes to, you know, yeah. what did you do wrong? What would you have done right? And uh, yeah, yeah, it, you know, one thing I've learned is the value, especially since since selling the company, the value of social currency mm -hmm. and, and and you and your name and who you are and what you represent and how you're viewed is I mean, it's it's better than it, it could be bigger than anything you ever do. And, you know, people who are, you know, out there, uh, you know, communicators are the wealthiest people on the planet. They're wealthy in many ways, not just financially, uh, but but also fulfilled and happy. And, you know, I'm sure that there, it goes extremes, I'm sure hundred percent, but if, if you have a skill set, and one thing that, that I learned um, from some of my mentors, they said, if you, if you have a skill set that you can help people at, so we're talking, for example, coaching, uh, you know, Sean, you're doing your noon timers and, mm -hmm. and Joni writing the book. If you have a skill set, and this is what I was taught and you have the ability to help someone's life and you can change their life. And it may be a small way, maybe a huge way. He said, it's your duty and obligation to move forward with doing that. He said, whether you're remunerated a, a dollar or a million dollars is irrelevant. That's the value people would place on it. But he said, if you know, and a lot of people, I'll give an example. A lot of people say like, I don't like salespeople, right? I, I don't like people that are salesy. And that may be the case until they ask someone for help to get their children off of drugs. 
because they're hooked on on a on a, on heroin. Then you would love someone to sell your son or child to get off drugs. Then a salesperson would be the best person in the world. So it's all perception and that that social currency. It really made me look at things differently when you look at it is I'm coming from a position of abundance and I'm coming to help people, which is what you know you guys believe in and I believe in as well. I think you'll you'll see that that will be the next chapter of your lives. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, look, I really, uh, I just, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, Joni, can, you know, if you guys want to tell them how to find you in, in the company, um, I know you got about 15 minutes of credits that you've got to give to people. Uh, and also yeah. book, you can give your book name, Joni, and as well as you guys have a podcast show you can promote as well. Yeah. So I guess the easiest way would be um, the podcast inside the Wolf's Den, um, where you'll be able to connect with us on all the different businesses, whether it's property management in Houston, Albuquerque, uh, True Work Logistics, which is our VA company. Um, so uh, check out Inside the Wolf's Den. And it's also on my Instagram is Joni M. Wolfswinkle and Facebook as well, Joni Wolfswinkle. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on all those as well. I think it's Sean the Wolf. Uh, so obviously we're obsessed with wolves. So, but- uh, <laughs> It comes yeah. with the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram, so, uh, Facebook, but uh, the podcast and the website for the podcast, insidethewolfstand.com, uh, has all of our links to all of our uh, social accounts and all our, our company websites. And, so. and you guys just, congratulations, by the way, you guys just passed up 100 uh, yes. episodes, yeah. right? Yes, we just celebrated, what, last week? We did. We missed one episode, Steve. Wow. In two years. In two years and it was because him and I weren't seeing eye to eye one day. <laughs> oh. And Brett was like, Hey, we're cutting this. We're not filming this today. I couldn't even look at her. I was so pissed at her. I couldn't even look at her. So I was like this the whole time talking. Like, it, it didn't come out good. So they cut it. And so that was the only that, week we missed. That would be a good blooper I'm reel. Just be honest. Yeah. I'm just be honest. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for watching today. Good friends, Sean and Joni Wolfswinkle, their podcast shows inside the Wolf's Den. Uh, definitely check it out. It's on all the, the major channels and uh, definitely worth watching and listening to uh for those of you as you know every week i bring on uh just superstar guests in the business world uh high stakes with steve rosenberg you can find it on all the channels and all the selected social media channels so on behalf of myself and sean and joni want to thank you all for watching today and we will catch you next week on high stakes with steve rosenberg see you then bye-bye thanks guys bye-bye thank you